Welcome back, welcome back, welcome to another episode of the Fig Cave, baby. It's no, it's not snowing here. It's like sixty degrees today, so we're on, we're heading the right direction now. It's almost baseball. Life's getting back to normal. We're here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. Thank you guys for joining me. Very special guest tonight, Mister Zombie Sailor. If you don't know who he is, you will find out very soon. But you can follow him on social media, the Zombie Sailor on Twitter, and Zombie Sailor Toys on Instagram. He's got a really cool story how he went from a collector, uh, started making pins for the Major Brothers, and now is launching his own wrestling figures <laughs> with uh, Ron Rudat, who designed the original Hasbros. He signed up a bunch of former wrestlers, current wrestlers. Uh, so we're going to get the uh, the behind the scenes on how all that went down as much as he's able to tell us. Uh, find out when those things are coming. Hopefully he doesn't just tell us 2021. Uh, but it should be fun. I'm excited. And uh, I actually met him at uh, Live 6 uh, here in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And uh, the dude was super passionate about this project he had coming up with these new figures. So I'm excited to talk to him. Let's get him on the line. All right. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Zombie Sailor on the phone right now. Uh, when I started this podcast, he was one of the uh, on the short list of people I really, really wanted to have on here, and he is live with us from where are you at? New York, New Jersey? Where are you located, Zombie? Yeah, I'm in I'm in New York on the East Coast, Congress, New York. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Uh, you guys can follow Zombie on all social medias. He is the Zombie Sailor on Twitter and at Zombie Sailor Toys on Instagram. Uh, Tell the people at home if they don't know who you are, if they don't listen to the Major Brothers, uh, who Zombie Sailor is and what uh, what you do. And then we'll get into some of your projects and stuff, man. Yeah, so basically uh, I started Instagram, I want to say like seven, eight years ago. And uh, I just basically started selling all of my excess inventory just to make ends meet. Um, I always collected action figures, uh, wrestling primarily, but you know my, my focus is all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the day as a kid, I used to buy doubles and triples, you know, and uh, basically I started selling them on Instagram. I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, you could sell on here without getting any fees. Um, I had a lot of really cool stuff, not for nothing, and started making a little bit of a following and a name for myself. And I started going to more and more conventions. People started offering me stuff in bulk, like old toy stores, like mom and pop shops, uh, people that had like a lot of uh, inventory, like cases upon cases of old dead stock figures and one thing led to another i wound up finding people that were old distributors people that you know bought out a kb toy store locker back in the day and this guy led me to this guy and i started selling case fresh figures by the hundreds and you know just parlayed into this big massive phenomenon i quit my job i was making more money than i ever had before in my life by selling vintage action figures doing something that i love and now uh here we are onto the onto the next thing Nice. I know you have some good stories about some uh, some cool hauls that you've found over the years, but uh, take us back to the little baby baby zombie sailor. Like, what are your earliest memories of collecting? Like, uh, did you and did you stop at any point? Did you collect from you know childhood on through different stuff? What was your kind of lineage? Oh no, man. I mean, I've been you know playing with toys or collecting toys my entire life. I never stopped for one minute, not one week, not one month. Um, this is you know my passion. This is my life. Um, as far as earliest memories go, ah, uh, man, you know, 
I want to say it was 89 or 1990, whatever the hell it was. I was born 85. So I'm an old man, 36. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so like my first memory I have playing with toys, I want to say it was like, uh, probably like Ghostbusters, Beetlejuice and like food fighters. I really love those, those food fighters. Um, and then when I started having more clear visions, if you will, like I remember, you know, being a diehard Hasbro fan, you know, cause I always loved the WWF and my brother and I getting Macho Man, Series One, and Hogan and Warrior, you know, the top guys, Jake and Boss Man. And, you know, this is freak, man. I have so many memories and just, you know, it's crazy to think that 30 years later, I'm, you know, still doing this stuff. It's it's wild. Cool. I know you're uh, short on time. So if you have to jump off here at any point, man, I could probably talk to you for like two hours. So you just give me the word. I got a big list of questions here I want to go through with you. Um, Where did the name Zombie Sailor come from? Where where is that? What's the origination of that? Dude, honest to God, I have no idea. Depending (laughs) on who asks, they always get a different answer. Um, But back in the day, like in high school, I, you know, I was a big comic book fan. I still am not as much as I used to because comics suck nowadays and new (laughs) stuff. If you ask me, that's my opinion. Who gives a shit? Um, I just, you know, there was Marvel zombies. They were like really popular way back when and all that stuff. And there was like zombie this, zombie that for every single Marvel title. And it was so redundant. And I don't know what the hell it was. I, I The story I tell most people is like, um, I think I was, I was a big fan of Jackass. And I was reading like a, a magazine or some shit with Johnny Knoxville on it. And he had like a, a sailor hat on. And I don't know, I just bit a stupid spoof that I drew in school or whatever. And I just called it zombie sailor. And I always started drawing that character and I was drawing it on my old job that I had a lot of free time. Um, But what's, what's crazy is like people started thinking, and this is, you know, perfect parlay that, um, you know, because I like to bring back dead non-existent toy lines that people would Mm -hmm. otherwise have no passion for. I kind of put it at like the forefront, if you will, and give people a passion for it. So it's like, I'm bringing something back from the dead zombie and I'm like sailing it into, you know, like, modern day if that makes any bit of sense <laughs> oh it definitely does i'm on your website right now it's uh zombiesailor.com obviously uh you still listing stuff on here you have these mighty max which i loved playing with as a kid oh my god he's taking me back man yeah man the website i haven't updated since probably uh black friday and that's okay, okay. um i have a lot of inventory but the thing is like right now i'm just so like caught up with my new project that you know i have two storage lockers filled to the brim of like like literally hundreds of carded he-man figures and vehicles um mighty max uh bucky o'hare um batman enemy i have so much stuff that i just it's just sitting there you know i'm not worried about the value going down you know it's always going to retain if not increase in value so i'm not in a hurry to like sell it right now and like i said i'm so caught up with what i'm doing right now with this new toy line that i have taking off i just like i have to focus all of my attention on that i can't even list anything on ebay because it's just like so like it's just craziness how much time that takes up. What's going on? Well, let's get into that because that's the main reason I wanted to have you here. I uh, we were we were a couple sheets to the wind at Live Six here at Jimmy's Seafood in, here in Baltimore, and uh, I talked to you for you know a good five ten minutes, and I could feel your passion, dude. I was getting like goosebumps because you were telling me this was before we saw any kind of test shots or we even knew that Matt and Brian were getting one, but you told me about these figures that you were coming out with, and they were just going to change the game. And you know we've seen some earlier prototypes and it looks like it's that way so uh, i know you don't have a name for these yet they haven't gone up for pre-order kind of tell people take us all the way back to the beginning what made you start these what are they and kind of what's the inspiration yeah so you know going back to what i said i just you know i love hasbro's probably my all-time favorite toy line definitely my my favorite wrestling figures of all time at the very least Mm -hmm. and 
you know, there's such a, a, a passion for them, not just with me, with so many people. And they're just, there's everything about them is cool. And right now, the, collecting for them is at all time hot. Forget about that they're worth a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not all about that. It's just, I feel like now they're more popular than they probably ever have been before in the collecting circle. And there's nothing out there that's fulfilling that craving for all of those passionate fans, myself included. And when Mattel tried to, you know, do that retro line a couple of years back and they, you know, quote unquote, put it on ice, like those figures. And again, this is just in my opinion, they were like a slap in the face of collectors because here you are, you know, you're Mattel, you're a multi-billion dollar company. That's billion with a B and you have the rights to the whole WWE library. You know, for the most part, you can mm-hmm. get just about anybody, you know, to an extent yeah. under yeah. that umbrella that you could turn into a retro figure. Guys, we never got before that we were supposed to, mm-hmm. or guys in alternate Alfred. So just complete new guys that we should have had in 95, 96 and so on. Yeah. yeah. And they completely dropped. They didn't fucking just, excuse my language, man. They didn't just drop the ball. Uh, they can, like, you can drop that bomb. I don't care. <laughs> we're not a kid show. Cool, man. Yeah. So they didn't just drop the ball. They, you know, they, 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 put their shoe over it on the floor. They stuck a freaking steak knife in it and they just burned it and pissed on the ashes and just buried it. So, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not discrediting the people that are, you know, behind the Mattel staff. I know, you know, a couple of those guys and, you know, they're very passionate as well. And I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's a corporate thing and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. they have to listen to head honchos. It is what it is, but to have that license and that opportunity and completely mess it up like they did, like the sculpts were atrocious. The cards were terrible. Now, maybe for legal reasons, they couldn't get it looking like a Hasbro card. I understand. But those cards were terrible. They were so thin. Like I only had a couple of them and like maybe the five that I had, two of them, the bubbles fell right off when yeah. I got it delivered. Listen, it happens. But I yeah. mean, that's kind of inexcusable. So needless to say, the quality was really bad. Um, and I feel like, you know, I can't I, I can't stop getting over the fact that this is a multi-billion dollar company with the WWE and with Mattel and they screwed it up this bad. Like those face sculpts were atrocious. Yeah. And there were a couple that were okay. But when you have something like this, it shouldn't be okay. It should be perfection. So it's been what, I want to say two two years about, right? Since yeah, they've had like a new yeah. the one with diesel and whoever yep. else was in there. I don't even know because I wasn't even collecting them because Again, they were garbage. So there was nobody filling that void. And I said, you know what? I have, you know, a little bit of a following on social media. People, thankfully, they they trust my opinion, which is great. And I appreciate that so much. So I said, you know what? You know, I have some money in the bank, thankfully, a nice little nest egg, which was attributed from selling all of these toys. Like I sold those He-Man figures about two years ago now, almost to like the day or the month. Dude, I made so much money in one night. And again, it's not me bragging or gloating. I'm just letting you know how it happened. Yeah. And I was able to save so much from selling these. And I thank everyone that purchased something from me. So I said, you know what? Why don't I make this? Why don't I go out and make my own action figure line? But not make it where I'm just in it for the buck and doing it half-assed like Mattel did. Not to keep throwing them under the bus, but not to make it like Mattel did. So I said, let me pull my resources let me find the best factory that's possible. Let me try to get the best possible sculptors, best artists, best packaging designer, best, 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 best. I cannot hammer that home enough. So with somebody like me at the helm, 
that has a passion for it. Thankfully, I have a lot of cool contacts within the action figure industry and the wrestling uh, world, which was cool. And I said, you know what, I'm going to, you know, go, go all out. I'm going to make these as close to perfection as possible. So here, here I am morning, noon, and night, um, signing guys left and right, you know, dealing with the sculptors, the painters, every possible aspect. And, you know, I'm, I'm judged during execution or like, it's not like I have employees, dude, I'm running this out of my condo. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it is absolutely mind boggling the amount of work that goes into it. And, you know, it's not surprising. I knew I was getting into it. It's not like, oh my God, I wish I never did this. Absolutely not, man. It's a labor of this love, is... right? I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work. I'm sure you're, do- you know, but you probably love it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. And needless to say, man, these are going to be phenomenal. Now, of course, the person that has, you know, a vested interest in this financially is going to tell you they're amazing, you know, because obviously that person wants to make money and sell them. I'm not going to tell you they're shit if they are shit, but the thing is they're not shit. They're absolutely amazing. You know, I've, you know, I have multiple prototypes done right now besides um, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers There's a lot of other guys that are going to, you know, shock the world. And that's not a shock mass reference. I'm just saying it's going to shock people. Um, well, let, let me run down the lineup real quick. because you mentioned that obviously the, the major brothers, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers were the first two that you announced. Yes, sir. Uh, just recently, Kevin Sullivan, Dino Bravo, Bruiser Brody, Sabu, Dan Housen. Is there anyone else that you have signed up ready to go that has not been announced? I'm not asking you to tell us the name, but is there, is oh, there, yeah. there's okay. Can you give me, yes. like, I'll be talking to one or two. We talking five, we talking 10. Oh my goodness. There's probably, oh, so you mentioned, what'd you mention Like about six or seven guys or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right now, I think the official number that we have signed are 15 guys. Oh, wow. So yeah. Um, and then there's, so many people that are like, you know, we're currently, you know, back and forth working out deals with them of who we're going to get a couple of big ones. Um, and I'm not just saying that really like truly big guys that if, and when the time comes that we could announce this, or I could announce this, mm-hmm. people are gonna be like, you know, Holy wow, this is amazing that this guy actually did this. Um, another thing that's really cool too, is like, you know, um, you know, back in the day, you know, or even with elite figures, I'm sure most of the WWE talent, get you know at the end of the day they make a lot of money doing this but when you break it down to how much money they make per figure that's sold it's probably peanuts i offer these guys you know all these wrestlers very 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 you know fair contracts if you will mm-hmm. so every single figure that gets sold they're getting a couple of dollars not a couple of pennies and i'm like here i am like scrooge mcduck counting my money yeah they're getting a couple of dollars per figure sold on you know on top of a, a lump sum down payment so needless to say these people are getting taken care of so it's like a win-win for everybody. It's like, you know, you're taking care of talent and, you know, you're making a good quality product for the fans by the fan, you know, so. And do they have to do anything? Walk us through that. Do they have to do, like, are they getting photos taken or are you just going off of, I know, you know we'll talk about Ron Rudat in a minute, but how did you find these folks? Like, did you just have to hire like a PI to like track down people's families and stuff? Or how was that whole process without going into any specifics about each person, you know? Yeah. No, pretty much. Yeah. It's just, it's just me, you know, just like everything else. It's, it's all about networking. You know, one guy knows another person, yeah. one person knows this guy and you know, you go from there. Um, like I said, you know, I've, you know, quite a few friends in this wrestling figure, uh, or wrestling professional wrestling community, which again, I'm really thankful for, very appreciative of that. And, you know, I've definitely got a lot of help from, uh, those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it, you know, was my own research, you know, just stalking on Facebook or Twitter and asking around that led to a couple of cool signings. Um, but yeah, it's just pretty much, it's just like, you know, just knowing 
uh, the right people and, uh, being the most persistent, I guess, you know, like they say, uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Like, um, I don't stop like, you know, uh, you know, I don't stop like going after somebody until I get it. And of course, you know, there's, of course you have to take a no. It's not like, yeah, you know, every yeah. single time is going to be yes. But, um, you know, I feel like I'm very, very persuasive when it comes to like letting people know, like a, a wrestler, there's been a few that didn't even want to be part of it. And I just laid down the like, listen, this is what it's going to do. This is why we're doing it. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, like, okay, when you break it down that way, I'll sign. Like, so, yeah, without mentioning any names, but yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this would get, this is going to get, once these come out, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be just ten tenfold the amount of feedback you get for it. And I feel like these guys that are still alive and kicking are going to then be available to go on signings. And, you know, you haven't like, you know, not that Dino Bravo's alive, but just use him for an example, a guy who's never had a figure. If he was still alive, he'd be going to conventions, you know, different stores would be having him in to sign these figures. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. It's awesome that you're doing this. And I think uh, as as an outsider looking in, do you think it's easier for you to, to kind of do this outside of Mattel? Because I have all those retros and I don't hate them. But they're mm-hmm. they're very bare minimum. Like you're you're right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say a bad word about them, but nothing that's like they didn't come with any accessories. They did like they could have just done like you said. They could have done a, a lot more than they did. They felt like they just checked a box and then kept it moving. You know what I mean? Do Do you feel like since it's just you, obviously it's a lot of work, but does it make it easier to negotiate things, find the the better factory, and you know you have less like things weighing you down? I mean, I. I wouldn't think so. You know, you would think that when that when a, a company has, you know, multiple people working in a department, you would think it would be as easy as hell. You know, two heads are better than one and three heads are better than one and yeah. go on from there. Yeah. So you would think that if they have this, again, WWE uh, umbrella to utilize and have multiple employees at, at the resources, you would think it would be easy as pie instead of one person doing everything, right? But you would think, I mean, who the hell knows? But yeah. again, there's probably so much red tape there. I don't know, man. All I know is I'm, I think I'm doing this right. And I have massive OCD that um, <laughs> even if like, you know, like if my painter gives me something and even if like a little speckle is off or whatever, I'm like, you know, hey, we got to, can you please correct this? Can you do this? My sculptor sending me stuff. Can we make this shorter? Can we make this longer? Like, I don't know. I guess I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. You know, I guess all of us being action figure collectors, we kind of are for keeping them in packaging and mint and card and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, so so Ron Rudat was the designer for Hasbro when those WWF figures came out. You've gotten him to design these. Is that correct? How did that relationship come about? I know you had interviewed him a while ago. Is that kind of how your connection with him started? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've interviewed him. Like, he was a really... I mean, listen, he, he forgot a lot of things from back in the day. I don't blame him. He's an older gentleman. And, you know, if you if someone interviewed me for one of my boring jobs from 20 years ago say. when I was a teenager, yeah. what the heck am I going to remember? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was about four plus years ago. And then, yeah, him and I had a good relationship every now and then I chimed in, you know, texting him. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Always, always checking in. You know, um, he's a really cool guy. Got a lot of stuff from him, you know, some old blueprints and stuff. But again, that was a couple of years ago. Um, and also about two years ago, um, I started selling my own like enamel pins, like trading pins. Mm -hmm. And, um, I did like an almost like a what if series, what if the Hasbro series continued after the, uh, supposed orange cards, which were canceled, what would have came out after those? And I came up with the gray card series, which were, you know, unofficial or whatever. Um, I'm like, you know what? It'd be really cool if, you know, Ron Rudat designed these and his vision, of course, at some point just from me naturally, um, how we can make these look. We did a couple of really cool guys 
And the pins sold, you know, these little pins for 12 bucks each sold exceptionally well. Um, and now, you know, you fast forward two plus years, you know, I'm going to have these action figures out. I said, you know what, if, if enamel pins sold like hotcakes, how well mm. would Hasbro style action figures sell if they are beautifully sculpted, but to put that cherry on top, if we have one of the main original blueprint artists, Ron Rudat, come out of retirement, if you will, from the action figure or, or toy industry and design these blueprints. And boom, just like that, it's instant credibility. And now here's the thing. I could have gotten any artist to draw this, you know, to an extent. Um, and I could have saved myself a lot of money by just getting, you know, a, a very good artist that didn't necessarily have a name behind them. Mm. Um, so of course, Ron Rudette isn't cheap. I'm not going to announce, you know, how much I'm paying this gentleman, but he's getting a very hefty sum. And on top of that, he's also getting a little bit of every sale. So, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, everyone is being taken care of, you know, it's like, it's like we all eat, you know, so everyone's, um, everyone's going to benefit everyone. That's awesome. Uh, any information on price point or when they will go on pre-order? If you don't want to tell us that or don't know, it's, that's fine, but I got I got to ask. Yeah, I I really don't know because at the end of the day, we still need to um, send over the our, our hard copies, you know, or prototypes, if you will, the paint masters, um, rather send those over to the factory, and you know they make the molds and and based on how many colors are in each figure or articulation or whatnot, then we get the price from the factory, and in turn, then we could determine what the price is going to be for you know for someone that wants to buy them. But um, I don't know, man, but here's the thing. Like a lot of people have this mis misconception that, you know, toys should be, you know, like $4.99 from back in the day. That's how much the Hasbro's were. That's how much they're going to be. Dude, I, I, I wish. Um, now, here's the thing I want, you know, who's ever listening to understand. These are going to be like real deal action figures. These aren't going to be customs. You know, these are going to be real deal. Like, so the same quality you would find in a store like Target or Walmart. And there's a lot of garbage in Target and Walmart, but I mean like the best quality action figures you could find there, this will be on par, if not better. Okay. So the same amount of money that a company like Hasbro or Mattel would pay for a steel mold, like the master mold where all the figures come from is the same price I'm going to be making. The difference is, let's just say they get, um, I don't know, a, just a basic Star Wars figure that's four inches, you know, a regular basic figure. And the mold for them, it costs them like, you know, $8,000 just to make the mold. But they make 50000 of that one figure. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I'm not getting a discount. I'm paying that same price for that mold, but I'm only making 1000 of that figure. So do the math. You know, obviously, these figures are going to be more than a standard retail figure because they're going to be that same high quality, but there's going to be less of them. So just like anything else, just simple economics, if there's going to be less of them and the price is costing them, you know, like the same amount to make these as it is them, it's going to just naturally be more money. You yeah. follow, right? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I don't, I, I hope people don't think it's going to be $5. I mean, it's not, you know, you get what you pay for nowadays. And I think, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of people that collected the, the Hasbros that maybe listen to the Major Brothers, listen to my podcast that don't collect current day stuff, that don't watch current day wrestling but they want some of these older guys. I mean, like Dino Bravo's never had an action figure. He would probably go perfect with these. Um, never. And, and I think I think a lot of these names are names people have been really wanting, and I'm excited to hear the rest of these names. 
uh, as we get out. So everybody follow Zombie for the information on these, and hopefully uh, coming soon we'll be able to start doing some pre-orders and get you some some cash coming in for all your hard work, man. Because I'm a I'm a day one supporter, and everybody I talk to that collects in, in our in our group chat and our Facebook group, it's all about it. So we'll we'll keep promoting it for you. I got a couple more questions before we get out of here, man. Yeah, of course. Um, Thank you. Back to your back to your collecting, your selling, your retailer days. Give me give me your biggest score that you've ever found. Uh, and and the story behind that, and also your biggest regret as a collector or a seller—that's something you, you you passed on or or didn't buy or got stuck with or something like that. Biggest score? I mean, it's probably a tie between the the Hasbro, um, like you know the the warehouse find that was in the summer of 2015. You know, it's not like an old man. It's so it seems so long. I mean, it is long ago. Right, yeah. You know, yeah, five and a half, nearly six years ago. God damn, it feels like yesterday. But um, yeah, that was my biggest score. There were like. 860 somewhat pieces like oh sealed God. one um series one sealed cases like 30 something uh rings that were in sealed boxes six cases sealed cases of rings there were six rings per case and there was like 30 something so do the math there was so many if you know you scroll way back into my Instagram, you'll see them you know it's not you know i'm not making this up this isn't bs like if you go back to you know around the summer of 2015 you'll see these cases and photos i've taken and videos it was phenomenal man so yeah that was How'd you a come great, across great score. Just, you know, so um, I used to set up a lot at like toy shows, like conventions, like, you know, someone local in the Northeast area. Yeah. And, you know, at these shows, a lot of people come up to you asking you, if, you know, do you, you know, do you buy toys? Yeah, yeah, I do. And normally it's like, you know, nothing too, you know, nothing too great. Um, but this one guy was telling me he had all this stuff and he was showing me pictures. I'm like, are you pulling my leg? You know, really? Like, what is this? And then sure enough, like just one thing led to another. We got in contact. He was showing me more pictures and it was real, and this guy was just an old toy distributor. That's it on the West Coast, and he just, you know, he was in his like I want to say at the time like his sixties, mid sixties. He just, I don't want to say he wanted to get rid of it, but he was definitely looking to move it. It's not like I got him for a dollar each or anything like that, you yeah, know. Yeah. At the time, you know, we looked up what it was worth. Um, he told me his price. I tried to get a little money off. He wouldn't do it, so I'm like, all right, I'll meet your price, which was great. Nice. And uh, I'm sure, they sold that. pretty quick. <laughs> dude that, that first week i put him up for sale on instagram at the time it like it changed my life as far as like you know finances go i, I just couldn't i mean i'll say a number man you know the first the first i want to say i put him up for sale on a tuesday or a wednesday or something like that and by i want to say by that sunday or maybe a week from that day i forgot what it was but i just remember that well, let's just say that first week i did about 12 grand in sales wow. and just you know selling through instagram yeah and don't get me wrong, that's a hell of a lot of money. There's yeah. no way you could just, you know, that's a lot of cash. No matter how you look at it, no matter who's looking at it, 12 grand is a lot of money to make in one week. But also now, like the, the shit that I've been selling like lately, like when I had the Mighty Max sale and this and that, and like, you know, my, I developed a better name and stuff like that. Now it's like, I don't even want to roll out of bed for five grand, which is, <laughs> which is, which is amazing for me to even say, because believe me, I don't come from money or anything like that. And yeah. I just got my stuff together within the past couple of years. But yeah, man, like, I, I don't know, man. And then another great score I had is like um, the the Master of the Universe. That was like the same type of deal. Um, there was, oh my God, like 600 or so pieces in there. And yeah, man, sold a lot of them on Instagram in one night. And the amount of money I made in one night, I was just, it completely shattered any sort of record I would ever have imagined that I would ever make in my life, let alone selling toys <laughs> through a social media app. It was just mind boggling, which again, is now financing this 
you know, Hasbro style figure thing. It's crazy, man. It's just, again, from the outside looking in, I'm not putting a feather in my cap. I'm just saying just like, a, it's a crazy story. I'm the most skeptical person in the world um, to, um, to an extent. So for, for this shit to actually like happen, happen to me, it's just, I, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? So just the people listen to it, follow your dreams, kids, you know, you know, yeah, like yeah. just be, be persistent. Things could happen. And you know, shit, if you're, down and out now in the dumps or you know if you're at that job you know you don't like or whatever dude you don't know what the hell is gonna be around the corner i didn't and now here i am like you know, I have a couple of you know awesome friends in the wrestling world that are helping me make my own action figure company and dude i have people all the time messaging me freaking let's do this let's do that like distributors contacting me it's crazy i never thought my life would be this and i'm just and i just want everyone to know out there like how thankful i am you know like i worked very hard for this I busted my ass for this. I don't sleep. I certainly eat. I'm a little overweight. <laughs> no, but um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just basically what I'm trying to get to is I'm thankful for everyone that ever bought anything for me and whoever will buy something from me and who continues to support me. It's, it's awesome. And uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. And, you know, being your own boss is the greatest feeling in the world, man. I remember working at furniture stores and being completely miserable, like, you know, like, scared coming in late because I was my bus was late because I was so broke just 10 short years ago I couldn't even afford a car I'm like oh god the bus is running late I'm gonna be you know two minutes late I'm gonna get fired blah, blah. how am I gonna pay for my rent how am I gonna pay for my apartment blah 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 and I don't know man so I'm, I know I'm rambling now but basically no, the, moral no, of the story good, is good shit, man. yeah the moral of the story is just you know chin up um you know if if people listen to this again just you know, there's better days ahead. The world's screwed up right now with this whole COVID nonsense, but there's, you know, there's brighter days ahead and, you know, things are, things could always be worse. So yeah, that's my yeah, fucking that's moral of the story. There's my, there's my zombie, uh, my zombie thumbs up. The more, you know, do, do, do. <laughs> What's, what was your biggest regret? Have you, have you passed on something like a, a, a big score that you regret or like bought a bunch of stuff that just totally tanked or what? Uh, I mean, no, I mean, for the most part, whatever, like, you know, stuff I get usually like sells, thank God, might take a little bit, but I'm never really stuck with anything. That's good. Uh, biggest regret, um, you know what, like um, a couple of years ago, I've could have got, gotten some uh, Beetlejuice prototypes for like really like stupidly um, inexpensive. And like, I thankfully, I really, I found them carded um, last summer, but I paid like a lot more than I would like. I could have got them loose. I want to say in 2012, there was three of them and I could have got them for about a hundred dollars each. I want to say like maybe even like 80 bucks each. I forgot what it was. I'm like, mm. yeah, whatever. I don't care about these. I'll get them another day at the time. Plus it was like $80, you know, shit. That's my dinner for the week, you know? Yeah. So I never, I passed them up. And then um, I went up buying those same three figures carded that I, someone slid into my DMs. So they know, I guess, uh, like Beetlejuice, I post about it every so often in posts, whatever. Um, and he's like, hey, man, I got those three figures if you want them. Um, I'm like, shit, are you kidding me? They were graded and everything. So those, anyways, those figures I could have got, let's just say for $100 each, 300 bucks loose. Fast forward about a decade, and I got those same three figures now graded and carded for $4,250. Oh, so God. That, that's off. Yeah, that's quite the upsell. Like, listen, I'm 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 happy they were graded. I'm not really a grading fan, but they look cool encased, and you know they are carded, which the other ones weren't. But hey, I mean, yeah. So that's kind of a regret. And also, you guys, you know, if you listen to a major podcast, you might know about this. So 
uh, Matt Cardona, he has that just toys diesel buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like a, like a, like a LJ, not an LJM buddy. Um, the Tonka wrestling buddies. It's like that. Um, you know, like the big plush one. Yep. Yeah. The stuffed ones. Yeah. Yeah. And he bought it from fucking, uh, Hastel toys. And, uh, I was at that same show in Parsippany, New Jersey toy show that Hassel was at. And like the guy that was selling it there and he was all, I want to say he sold it for like two or 300 bucks, whatever. And at the time he's like, Oh yes. You know, the guy that was selling it was the guy who actually designed it, who worked uh-huh. for all these toy companies. And he was showing it to me, I was like, Oh, that's cool. You know, diesel. Okay. Never, he never came on release. But at the time I didn't really care so much about unreleased figures. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I pass on it. Like I pass on the Beetlejuice years before that. So Hassel bought it and went up selling it to Matt Cardona. So, hey, listen, I know it's in good home. So that's a that's a cool part, you know. But uh, yeah, it's like he's got a museum over there, man. Um, do, do yeah, you feel like crazy. right now is like the biggest boom time for like since you've been doing this? Like, is now like things are never been worth this much? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. With the hundred percent, the pandemic is only. I mean, even before the pandemic it was probably trending that way, but I feel like you know this is just pushed into overdrive. Um, zombie before we get you out of here man one final question we ask all of our guests hopefully this never happens but if you were on death row you had one final meal you could eat whatever the hell Christ. you wanted what would it be one final meal one final meal eat whatever you want Ooh. drink whatever you want god damn man uh shit i mean i don't know i mean i mean right now i'm i'm, I'm in like a chinese food mood okay. so probably some like uh I mean, there's this place in, in Staten Island where I'm from. It was called Oriental Plaza. Freaking amazing food. They had like this really amazing, uh, like, um, general, what is it called? General Tao chicken, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so probably Oriental Plaza from Staten Island, general Tao chicken with some uh, white rice. And they have um, a really good mixed drink, which I think is pretty much standard for any Chinese restaurant called, the, ironically, the zombie. There's like <laughs> rum and all that other shit in there. Of course. Oh, so, yeah. I would say I would have a couple, I would say I have about three or eight of those and that general <laughs> tau chicken and i guess i could just uh drift away gracefully man that's a good answer we had some pretty good answers on the last couple episodes so that's that's good man i everybody follow again zombie sailor on twitter the zombie sailor and zombie sailor toys on instagram zombie we're excited about what you're doing man uh I'm behind you 100% and I know a lot of people are so uh we're going to make this thing a success with you and um we're happy what you're doing what you're doing you're helping you know you're going to make a lot of money but you're going to make a lot of people happy and, and uh you know it's like you said it's a win-win for those involved uh the wrestlers involved the the people getting them and you selling them I think it's going to be an, an awesome thing so as soon as we know some more information we'll definitely help you pump it out there and, and promote it man Phil, thank you so much, man. I also just want to, uh, you know, close by saying this. So again, with these figures, I cannot stress enough. They're going to be awesome. Nothing is going to get the green light until it looks as close to perfect as possible. They are going to be on backing cards for, you know, a lot of people have been asking on Twitter or whatever, you know, people think they're going to get them like just loose. No, they're going to be on beautiful backing cards, beautifully illustrated, beautiful, you know, bubbles, clamshells, whatever you want to call it. These are going to be like, again, like the real deal. And I cannot stress enough, they're going to be licensed. However, they will be limited because I can't order, let's say, 3,000 and I get stuck with Mm 2,000. Now, as of right now, I don't know if we're going to do like a made-to-order system, which I was telling people, but but thinking about it now, I'm not sure. Or I don't know if we're just going to have a set amount. Um, The good thing is if we do have a set amount and God willing, they do sell out, there's always room to order like a second batch. Like I don't want to say this is going to be it 
if you snooze, you lose, nothing like that. I, I want to get these into everybody's hands as possible um, without, you know, costing them, without making like, you know, a consumer miss out on getting the figure they want or me missing out on hundreds of figures not being sold. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, if you want one, you're going to get one. Okay. Just maybe you might have to have some patience, but I, I promise you, if you want one of these figures, you will get it now. And I'm not saying that we're eventually going to have like figures that will be like um, specials for like an online, you know, comic con, if you will, where there'll be only 500. That'll be it. That's a different story. But as far as like series one, two, three, and so on, and so forth, you will, you know, likely get whoever it is that you want. I just want to say, you know, again, thank you to everyone. And, you know, just thank you for the support. Keep following my Instagram page and, you know, we're going to see some cool stuff. And my terrible website will have a major, major <laughs> facelift before these go on sale or up for pre-order. So don't worry. Awesome. Zombie, thank you so much for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Have a great night, man. Thanks, Phil. I appreciate it, man. Have a good night. The man, the myth, the legend, zombie sailor. Good dude. As I mentioned, I, I met him at the uh, the Live 6 show here at uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Uh, we talked and um, told me all about this project. So I'm excited, and it seems like he's excited, and uh, it's going to be cool. So if you collected the – I mean, you shit on my Mattel Retros a little bit, but, uh, you know – Compared to the Hasbro's, I can I can totally see where he's coming from. Um, let's get some plugs out of the way before we get out of here, guys. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is go to our Facebook group. And you can do that by going to thefigcave.com. It is free to join our Facebook group. We have about 330, 340 members now. We've gained about 30 in the last week. Uh, we just did a huge yard sale. It had like 600 comments on it. People were able to buy and sell and trade stuff. It was a super nice uh, kind of community event we did over the weekend. There was no drama. Uh, everybody, you know, a lot of people were like messaging me, telling me how much you know, stuff they were able to buy or sell. So uh, pretty pretty cool. So uh, check us out. It's thefigcave.com to get into our Facebook group. And um, give us a nice five-star review on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. I don't know what that does for us, but I, it, I, I hear everyone other, on other podcasts talk about how it helps them out. It, I don't, you know, Apple doesn't come to my house and drop off money or anything, so it doesn't do too much for us. But, uh, you know, it makes us look, look nice and shiny. Uh, I want you to check out some of our buddies because uh, on last week's episode, we had the guys from the Card Foundation podcast. They do a wrestling card podcast every week. Really good stuff. Uh, the Tancredi Brothers and Papa Bear Paul uh, doing a new show there. Uh, our buddies, The Run-In Podcast, which I'm a uh, frequent co-host of at some point whenever uh, I have the time in my schedule to jump on with those guys. I wish I could do more. Um, they do everything from, from recap and wrestling, pay-per-views, AEW, SmackDown, Raw, uh, ton of figure news. They collect everything from wrestling figures to Star Wars to Marvel uh, they almost collect too much stuff for me to wrap my brain around, but uh, they're a great show to listen to, and I, I love following those guys, good friends of mine, good friends of the show. Uh, the Call-Up is a great podcast. used to be a YouTube show. Now Kenny has brought that onto um, the podcasting realm, same place you can find our podcast. You can find The Call-Up, and just interviewed Rory Fox the other day, and this week interviewed Seth, uh, sorry, Heath Slater. I don't know why I said Seth Slater. Heath Slater, uh, former WWE superstar. So uh, he's had some really go cool guests. Check him out there. 
the WrestleGeddon podcast and the Squared Circle Action Figure podcast are another couple wrestling figure podcasts to check out. So um, we recommend those guys. And, um, you know, check us out. Follow us on social media. It's Cave Fig on Twitter and at The Fig Cave on Instagram. And uh, we talk about it every single week, man. There's so many different facets to this wrestling figure collecting community. I mean, in a, we've we've done 11 episodes now, so we've had collectors on here. We've had, uh, you know, obviously now a toy designer on here. We've had other podcasts. We've had some writers. We've had uh, all kinds of stuff. And I have some really cool guests lined up that I hope work out because – uh, we're going to dive even deeper into all this stuff. So thank you guys for listening. These episodes have been going up and up with uh, the amount of downloads that we're getting. So we appreciate it. Uh, we thank you for the support. And really the only thing you can do to help, you know, if you enjoy the show, uh, I don't need your money. I just need you to give us a nice review and check us out on Facebook because uh, it's a cool little spot. As much as I despise Facebook, um, I love interacting with people and talking figures and, you know, talking about movies and wrestling and all kinds of stuff whatever it is so uh check us out there folks we appreciate it thank you zombie for coming on and uh we will be back with you guys next week so keep downloading keep listening keep telling your friends you know, grab grab your wife's phone grab your girlfriend's phone grab your boyfriend's phone download our our podcast give us some love and if you have a guest that you want to see on the show Shoot me an email, thefigcave at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter or Instagram. I don't care. I'll, uh, I want I want this to be pretty interactive. So uh, next week, mailbag episode. Looking forward to it. Stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>